0: featuring expert advice, live coaching, and tips showing you exactly how to improve your life and attract great relationships. You deserve to feel empowered, secure, and loved. So buckle up and let's get vulnerable. Exciting news. The ESL Empowered, Secure and Loved eight-week relationship coaching program is officially reopened for application. This eight-week program fills up really quickly every time we open the doors. So you are going to want to apply ASAP. This program is for you if you're ready to get off the dating roller coaster for good. And if you need those internal shifts that allow you to embody a securely attached woman so you can effortlessly attract that relationship that you want. It also is for you if you need the tools for attracting and maintaining that healthy relationship. The program is designed, obviously, to help you bring in that partner that you can build a long-term, intentional, healthy relationship with. And even more importantly, it is about healing that relationship with your self. This is that internal transformation that is needed when you're ready to step into the relationship that you deserve and to step into the next level of your life. I am personally inviting you to apply if you know that you're ready for help in this area of your life. You can't do it alone. You've tried everything and you are absolutely ready to do the internal work to get the change that you need so you can stop the pain and the heartache in your life and maybe go back into summer, go back into dating, feeling empowered, secure. And loved and ready to attract that relationship that you're so deserving of. If that's you and you're like, okay, Dr. Morgan, I hear you. I know I need this. I am going to take ownership of this area of my life. Enough is enough. I know I deserve what I deserve and I'm going to take action. If that's you, I encourage you to go to my Instagram bio, use the link there. It's apply now. So apply for the program there, or there will also be a link in the show notes. Make sure you don't wait. Apply now to reserve your spot in the program. Welcome to the Let's Get Vulnerable podcast with your host, Dr. Morgan Anderson. This is a very special episode. And I am actually doing this episode all the way from Austin, Texas. I am here celebrating one of my best friends. She's entered her 30s and it is so good to be around humans. And I have to say I'm a fan of Austin. There's a lot of good food. Uh, thank God I've got some good tacos again. Y'all, Montana is not known for its tacos. Let's be honest. So life is good. And I just wanted to really do this episode because I've been getting this request a lot. For whatever reason, a lot of people have been coming to me lately asking me about how to heal from narcissistic abuse or having been in a past relationship with a narcissist. Unfortunately, this is much more common than we think it would be, or than we'd like it to be for sure. And there's a lot of men and women who are recovering from an abusive relationship, and just maybe that relationship was with someone who was either a narcissist and met criteria for narcissistic personality disorder, or they at least had traits of narcissistic personality disorder to clarify. It's much more common for people to have traits and less common for someone to fully qualify for the diagnosis of NPD. Um, That's my clinical psychology training coming in. So, I will tell you this, calling someone a narcissist, it's thrown around probably a lot more than what would be clinically accurate. However, I don't want to invalidate people's experiences. And when you're in a relationship with someone, whether they meet criteria for the full-blown disorder or not you're still experiencing the damaging effects of being with someone who has narcissistic behaviors and ways of being. So anyways, a little caveat. Um, what I want to talk about is when healing from a narcissistic relationship, you need to be incredibly kind to yourself. So here's my first point be incredibly kind, be incredibly gentle, and be patient. So be kind, be gentle, be patient, knowing that it doesn't happen overnight. Just because you get the courage to finally leave the relationship and you're out of it, that doesn't mean that you're immediately healed from it. When you were in the relationship, there was all of this cognitive rewiring. You learned how to adapt. You learned how to survive, if you will, within that dynamic. And then in leaving the relationship, it's going to take time to unlearn how you learn to be, right? And let's just back up for a second. So knowing that when you're in a relationship... With a narcissist, you're likely experiencing put downs, continuous emotional invalidation, manipulation, isolating, and all kinds of other hurtful behaviors, right? So, no matter the duration of the relationship, when you're in a dynamic like that, of course, It impacts your functioning, and it also impacts how you view yourself and how you view relationships. So when you're leaving a narcissistic relationship, and I guess I should call it a relationship with a narcissist, okay, to clarify, when you're leaving that relationship, you owe it to yourself to take some time to heal. Because if you simply numb it out, avoid it, deny it happened, and then proceed to try to just go on with your life or go into your next relationship, there will be unhealed wounds that will likely sabotage your happiness and your future relationships. So you definitely owe it to yourself to take the time out to heal. And a lot of women who come into the ESL program are coming because yes, they have experienced that in the past, whether it's recent or they know it's uh, from a long time ago, but they just never dealt with it. There's a lot of women that I work with that when they come into the program, they are saying, you know what? I know I need this because I need to do the work because I deserve to do the healing that's required so that I can go on and Live my life as my best self and have healthy, securely attached relationships. So, if that's you, if you know you're ready for the ESL program, I would highly recommend you apply as soon as possible. Our spots in May are incredibly limited, so don't miss out. You can use the link in my Instagram bio or use the link in the show notes. Okay, so. Number one, remember, was be kind to yourself, be patient, know that it takes time. My second point is when we are healing from a relationship with a narcissist, we need to learn how to self-validate. Because what happens is when you're in that relationship, you're in survival mode. You are constantly tuned into... Your partner's needs, your partner's emotions. And honestly, your main focus is keeping them happy and not rocking the boat because you learned that, oh, when I have needs, when I have opinions, when I have wants, when I try to set boundaries, I am told I'm crazy, right? This is that gaslighting. So you've learned to just be compliant and to honestly stop the practice of checking in with yourself. So this second point I'm trying to make is actually two parts. Number one, you have to develop the habit of going internal and checking in with yourself again. So maybe you did it in the past and then after this relationship, you forgot how because you had to forget how out of survival. So the first part is, Create the habit of going internal and checking in with yourself. Okay. The second piece then is what I said earlier, the self-validation. So when you're in a relationship with a narcissist, they are experts at getting you to think that what you're feeling is invalid, that it's not important, that it doesn't matter, or that their feelings are more important. So this piece of self-validation is incredibly helpful in your healing. And this is where, okay, you checked in with you and now you're going to validate it. And you're going to say, okay, I understand why you feel that way. I know why that's coming up for you. I know this is hard. You are validating your internal experience just like... You would validate a really close friend or family member if they came to you, right? And there's a lot of ways to do this. One of my favorite ways is learning how to practice mindfulness, self-compassion. Episode 12 of the podcast, there's a great example. It's funny, of all the episodes I've done, I still get people who DM me about episode 12 and tell me how powerful it is. So (laughs) Go check that one out if you haven't yet. It's a great resource. Basically taking you through the mindfulness self-compassion break, which is an incredible tool for doing that inner child work, for learning how to self-validate. Okay, so then my third point when healing from a relationship with a narcissist, my third point is you have to work on creating safety. And this isn't just physical safety. This is emotional safety. And one way that you do this is you think about what do I need to feel safe? What do I need to feel emotionally secure? And that can be different based on who you are. Maybe it's that you really need to connect more to your support system. Maybe you need to enroll in counseling. Uh, maybe you need to do the program, whatever it is for you. But make sure that creating a sense of emotional safety is a priority in your life because that's certainly part of the healing after that relationship. Okay, and then my fourth <laughs> fourth point here is you need to work on reconnecting with yourself in terms of what is it that you enjoy? What is it that you want to do as a way to take care of yourself? What are your self-care activities? What are the non-negotiables in your schedule that are there because, hey, you enjoy them, they give you energy, they fill you up, they connect you with a community, whatever it is, but get very intentional about reconnecting to those things because a narcissist is an expert at isolation and manipulation and it's likely that you've lost connection with the things that bring you Joy. Unfortunately, in an abusive relationship, you know, the narcissist doesn't necessarily want you to be happy without them. They desire to be the center of your happiness. So, one of the strategies is to really take away the things in your life that make you happy. I can think about when I went through this myself about eight years ago, and the things that made me happy were time with my friends and travel and working out at the gym. And I I remember I had this part-time job. I was working as a personal trainer and... My partner at that time, he slowly chipped away at all the things that brought me joy. And one by one, those things diminished. And I can tell you this, that one of the most powerful parts of my own healing was reconnecting to those things and making them a priority and making them a non-negotiable. And what's so helpful is that then moving forward... When you begin to date again, when you welcome people into your life, you realize that a healthy partnership is with somebody who wants you to always have those things in your life and always prioritize them even when your relationship's growing and you're becoming closer. So when you set boundaries around your non-negotiables, right, you say, hey, every Thursday I go to yoga with my friend Suzanne, right? And that's a non-negotiable. And that happens when you set those boundaries. It's an opportunity to then gather the data and see how your partner responds. Are they supportive? Are they encouraging? Do they want you to do it? Or are they frustrated and insecure and feeling as though you're taking away time with them, right? So Very, very important to reconnect to the things that bring you joy and to get very, very clear on the boundaries that need to be in place in order to guard the space for those things. Okay. I hope this is helpful. I, like I said, I've been getting a lot of requests about this. So I wanted to make sure I touched on some things. And honestly, there's so much more I could say About this, but these are just some things to get you going. So, I talked about being patient, be incredibly kind, be incredibly patient. It didn't happen overnight that you developed these ways of being in relationships. So, it does take time to rewire your brain. And at the same time, know that it is possible, you're deserving of it, you will do it, but be patient with yourself if it doesn't happen right away. Okay, number two, you have to learn how to make checking in with your internal experience, make that a habit. And then the part two of number two was you have to learn how to validate whatever comes up to acknowledge, to not judge, to send compassion to whatever it is that comes up when you do check in with yourself. This is that inner child work, right? And then number three, I talked about prioritizing creating safety, whether that's, you know, it's emotional safety for some of you, it may be physical, um, with some narcissists, it certainly is physical. I acknowledge that, um, and that's really important. So prioritize creating safety by asking yourself, what is it that I need to feel safe? And listening to that and following through. And then the fourth point that I had was reconnect to the things that bring you joy, to the things that fill you up and make them a non-negotiable part of your schedule. Put them in your calendar. When we schedule things, we make them real. So put them in your calendar, make them a non-negotiable and reconnect to those things. And you may have to experiment. Maybe you've never developed those things in your life and you don't actually know what they are. So instead of putting things on your calendar, you need to put time to find out what I like on your calendar, right? You owe that to yourself. I hope this episode has been helpful Once again, the ESL program is a great resource. If you are recovering from this kind of relationship, it's a great way to rewire your brain to learn how to create safety yourself. So creating secure attachment within yourself and then also learning how to co-create a secure attachment with a partner. So if that sounds like, yep, I need that. I know I need it. And you're ready, I would highly encourage you to apply to the ESL program. We have limited spots. I know that May is going really quickly. So make sure you apply. You can use the link in my Instagram bio or the link in the show notes. Y'all know the deal. And I can say y'all loud and proud being in Austin. Um, you know, I'm wishing you high self worth. And great relationships. I'll talk with you soon. You guys, thanks for tuning in. I really appreciate each and every one of you. The best way that you can thank me is by sharing this episode on Instagram, Facebook, and making sure that you tag me at Dr. Morgan Coaching. And it would really mean the world to me if you took just two minutes to leave me a five-star review on iTunes. This podcast is not free to produce. And the more that you help this little show grow, the more people will have access to this valuable information. So until next time, I'm wishing you high self-worth and great relationships. Thank you for being part of this community.